Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. You see, with everything that's going on, our God is still great. Regardless if we cannot see what's about to come, our God still has a plan. Our God still has a plan. He is so great. He is so loving. Our God is greater than any God. He's the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, our healer, our peacemaker, our waymaker. He is so good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. Woo, this is a night that I know that God is going to move in a mighty way. He is already. How many believe that he's moving already here? I know he's moving in your, in your home. I know some, a lot of things are going on today to try to distract because the enemy doesn't want this to go f- to flow in the spirit. But you know what? He is flowing and no one can stop him. He is able to do above and exceedingly. God is here in a mighty way. Come on, who has a praise that they can shake the nation? Not only amen this church, but that can shake this nation, this region. Come on, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give it up for Jesus. He is good and he is able. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to read really quick because I want to come into this sermon that I know is going to speak to someone's life. The Lord placed this in my heart some weeks ago and it's been heavy and I know... um, people will receive it and I pray that you receive it there where you're watching as well and those who are here in the building in the sanctuary amen title rejected I'm going to read from John chapter 1 verse 11 if you have your Bibles your apps just read with me quickly praise the Lord hallelujah John chapter 1 verse 11 he came to his own and his own received him not. I'll read that again. He came to his own, and his own received him not. Father God, I pray for, for your word to take hold of people's life and bring about transformation and renewal of the mind, that any strongholds be taken out, be removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your will be done tonight. Speak to someone tonight, God, in a way that you have always spoken a way that brings about change deliverance healing and breakthrough God we send this word forward in Jesus name amen 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 you if you're in the sanctuary you may have a seat amen I'm not going to tell you to touch your neighbor but touch the Holy Spirit amen with your praise come on you don't have to touch your neighbor but touch the Holy Spirit with your praise and tell them I am here and I'm able to praise a living God. I am here and I'm able to praise him because I'm free. If you're free by the blood of Jesus, give him a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Church, I come to tell you that the spirit of rejection, if it has a hold on you, it has to leave today. I'm saying that if you carry a spirit of rejection and you've been rejected by the world, by the past, by your past mistake, 
It releases you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and I declare right now that you are about to transition from bitterness, amen, hallelujah, to being better, hallelujah, from feeling rejected to being approved by God. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. I don't know who has rejected you. I don't know who has denied you access, but I come to tell you that the windows of heaven and the doors of heaven are open, wide open for you to receive forgiveness, for you to receive renewal of the mind, for you to, hallelujah, have a new life in Christ Jesus. I believe there is time to focus on what's working and not what's not working. Hallelujah. It's time to enter into hallelujah, the covenant of the Holy Spirit. It's time to receive what God has for you in general, what God has for your life tonight. You can enter or you can live under the, the umbrella or underneath the umbrella of rejection or you can live under, hallelujah, the glory of God. You can live under, hallelujah, somebody rejecting you and telling you you're not worthy, you're not good enough, or you can believe God that he said that I'll take your past and I will remove it and I will make you whole and I will make you new. Come on, can I get somebody, hallelujah, that can praise God today? I come to tell you, you don't have to live or don't allow, hallelujah, rejection to roadblock you from your blessing or from the plans of God for your life. Don't let it roadblock you. You know, the definition of rejection, the original meaning of the word rejection was throw back. Many of us have been thrown back, have been thrown to the side as you're not good enough. You don't look like a born-again believer. Many people don't understand your calling. Many people don't know who you are or the background or your story or where God has taken you out of. So they tell you, you are rejected and you are denied because they don't understand God in your life. Come on, somebody. Rejection occurs when a person or group of people exclude an individual and refuse to acknowledge or accept him. Some are rejected before they are even born as a toddler. Parents that say, I don't love this child. Or some are rejected by their own parents because they like the sister is prettier. I don't know if you've been there. Than the other. And they feel rejected, rejected their whole life. Others have a past that, are, that is very, very hard. They've been in prison. They've been, hallelujah, in, in difficult situations. Been abandoned, even homeless. And now they're in Christ Jesus and people don't understand how rugged they are or how edgy they are or how rough in the edges they are. Hallelujah. But God does understand you. I come to tell you, hallelujah, that what God has cleansed, no one can, hallelujah, say unclean. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Do you feel rejected by your father? That he was distant or cold? Didn't give you time or attention? Did you feel rejected by your mother because your sister was prettier? Or smarter? Were you overpassed? Were you passed for a promotion? I'm speaking to somebody out there that have been struggling with this all their lives since a child. Some are adults right now and still feel hallelujah, they're not worthy. They're rejected. They were rejected one time. You felt rejected as a child. Let me tell you, maybe you heard that Albert Einstein was expelled from school. He wasn't good enough for the world. Let me tell you, maybe you didn't know or you heard that Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas Star because they say he, he lacked imagination. Come on, somebody. Maybe you heard that Steve Jobs from Apple was fired from his company and was rejected because he didn't know what he was doing. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're one of those persons that have been rejected. You're not alone in rejection. 
Many people in the Bible have experienced rejection. And that's what I want to talk to you about. That you're not alone and someone can identify themselves with you. And his name is Jesus. In the Old Testament, the prophets were often rejected and disrespected. They end up in lion's den, in the pit. They were martyred. Joseph was the story. Joseph, the story that you find in Genesis, was rejected by his own brothers and sisters and, and his family. Moses experienced rejection by Pharaoh. All the biggest prophets in the, in the word of God were rejected, were pushed aside, were, were told, you don't have a calling. You're not good enough. Who are you? Come on, somebody. In the New Testament, we find the Apostle Paul that was stoned and ran out of town. And he escaped by his life because he was, he was hallelujah, put in a basket and lowered on the other side of the war. Peter and John were in prison. Stephen was, hallelujah, experienced, hallelujah, a death, an ultimate rejection of death while he was preaching the greatest sermon that you can find in the New Testament. Come on, somebody. I'm speaking to somebody that's always complaining and saying, no one loves me. I come to tell you that Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. You ain't going through something that no one else went through. Come on, somebody. But I come to tell you that the Lord Jesus Christ still has a plan for your life. And you can't listen to man. You have to listen to what God has says. What thus says the Lord. Woo. King David in Psalms 27.10 said, For my father, my mother have forsaken me. But the Lord will take me in. My mother and my father, King David, great King David said, they have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Someone is taking you back. Come on, touch, touch your, your honey, your, your husband there where you are and tell him he's taking you back. Doesn't matter what you did in the past, the Lord is taking you back. Doesn't matter hallelujah, what went wrong, the Lord is taking you back. Come on, somebody. He will take you back. Hallelujah. He's a good God. I come to tell you that God himself experienced rejection. God himself experienced rejection. In the book of Numbers chapter 14, 11, the Lord asked Moses, how long will these people reject me? How long will they not believe me? With all the signs that I have performed, with everything I have done, how long would they not believe me? Jesus understands your pain and scars due to rejection. I want to be personal today with you. Jesus understands the scars you carry. I'm getting where I'm going to go soon. Because this was birthed under a spiritual fatherly pain. Of witnessing someone of our own being rejected. Jesus experienced rejection. He can identify himself with your pain. And your sadness. The Bible says that Jesus, the stone, the, the builder rejected became the chief cornerstone. Amen. The one that was the builder, Jesus, became the chief cornerstone. Sometimes we don't understand what God's doing and the plans of God. And we reject the actual thing that we need to be built up. We reject the actual things that we need that is going to propel us to the next level. Amen. Just because we don't understand God's plan doesn't mean he made a mistake. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Jesus faced rejection from his family. Jesus faced rejection from his community. Jesus faced rejection from people who he once claimed, they once claimed to love him. Have you been there that people say you, they love you and then they reject you the next week? Come on, I know that people right here in this church right now in this building know what I'm talking about. 
Isaiah the prophet said he was despised and rejected. In fact, it says that in Mark 6, 4, he was rejected in his own, own hometown. This is by his own people. This is by his own church. Come on, somebody. This is by the community that he, he lived in. This is what, by people that he, he fellowshiped with. Rejection will come from all angles. And he, you need to be mentally prepared and spiritually prepared to rise above rejection. Can I get a witness here today? Jesus says, hallelujah, like Jesus who will, who, who will be rejected because you are not. The Bible says that Jesus says that you will be rejected because you're not of this world. And you will find that in John 15, 18. He has chosen you, hallelujah, out of this world. He has taken you out of this world. He has chosen you to come out of this world. And that's why you will be hated and rejected. You know, it's incredible that we are preaching about this. And, and it's incredible that the Lord gave us the, the theme of this year and 2020, entering January together. Because there's no other way to overcome rejection. There's no other way to overcome pandemics. There's no other way to overcome, hallelujah, racism. But being together to togetherness in Christ Jesus that was a revelation before all of this happened the Lord said to TOC it's time to come together because together we're better come on somebody let's bring it back God had a plan and God's plan will not fail in the name of Jesus oh it doesn't matter that they push you to the side it doesn't matter that they reject you the Lord says we are stronger together Everyone here experienced at one point in their life rejection. Everyone sitting here and those watching at, at, at some point you, you experience rejection. It's impossible to go through life without experiencing rejection. I remember translating at, at, a, at a church that I attended. And I remember that I was translating for the first time and I was in a pulpit. And, and, and it was translating in Spanish. And I made a mistake in the sermon when I was translating. And right on the spot, the pastor rejected me. And he said, right there, go ahead and sit down. I don't know, no longer need you. Well, this was recorded live and while the people was watching. And this was the first time I stepped into the pulpit to do this. And it almost paralyzed me. It almost, hallelujah, shrunk my calling. It almost, hallelujah, determined who I was in Christ. I was carrying this for many times. I said I will never step into a pulpit again. I will never translate for anybody. And since we opened TOC for seven years, hallelujah, the Lord has me translating and translating. Come on, the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Rejection will not define you. Rejection will not define you. Don't let rejection define who you are, what you've been called to do in Christ Jesus. The devil is a liar. It's time to rise up. Of rejection. It's time to propel yourself. I don't hold nothing against that person, but I learned that if I if I cater to cater to it, it's not it's not rejection. It's not the rejection you experience, but it's the response that you act. The response that you give to rejection that will determine the trajectory of your life. Feeling of rejection can actually cause you to miss God's plan for your life. 
When you wish, withdraw to nurse your wounds and your pain because someone rejected you and, and, and you had the right thing, the right motive, you had the right heart, you had the right intention, and someone, and you knew that you had everything that it took to, to assume that spot or that position, and someone said no to you. I come to tell you that the Lord's not going to say no to you today. He's saying yes to you. He's saying yes. It doesn't matter how you come to him tonight. He says yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Speak it, speak it out. Say yes, Lord. Hallelujah. He says yes. I found out something about God. That he doesn't let anybody leave your life without having an upgrade in mind for your life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Before he lets somebody leave your life, he already has planned an upgrade. Come on, touch your, touch your spouse. Tell him, I'm getting an upgrade. Hallelujah. Denial, rejection doesn't mean nothing. It means God has a better plan for you, my life. God has somebody greater and better that's going to enter into my circle to propel me to the next level. God is creating a space for an upgrade in your situation. Come on, hallelujah, speak that into the existence right now. God is creating a space, an upgrade in your situation. You know what? Rejection can reveal. Come on, tell that person next to you, Re rejection can reveal. Rejection is a valuable tool if you allow it to reveal who is supposed to be in your life and who should not be in your life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Rejection will actually let you know, hallelujah, who should have been in your life. Rejection actually lets you know and see what's in the heart of somebody. Rejection will actually let you expose, will expose the intention of that other person over your life. When rejection comes into your life, it's an opportunity to prioritize and to allow God to reveal, to reveal what's really important in your life. Sometimes rejection comes into your life to reveal who really, who really, or what's really in the heart of somebody. And sometimes we cry and say, you know, they rejected me. Actually, it was a blessing. Sometimes rejection is a blessing in disguise. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Rejection can reveal the character of someone. Hallelujah, what they're all about. When they don't get their way, they begin to reject you. Come on, somebody. Where, they don't, where their plan doesn't succeed, they reject you. But I come to tell you that the Lord will never, ever, ever reject you. Come on, somebody. Jesus will never, ever reject you. Hallelujah. So don't let rejection define you. Let it inspire you. Don't let rejection, don't let it, you know, don't let rejection define you. Let it inspire you. Don't let rejection mute your voice. Don't let it mute your voice. Don't let it, don't let it, don't let it sit you down from your calling. Just because a pastor, just because a leader, just because someone without discernment, without hallelujah, the right heart, without the right spirit, tell you you're not good enough. Don't go by that. Don't run with that. Don't let. Don't hide to nurse your wounds. Bring it to the Lord and say, God, you said I'm greater. You said I am made in the image of you. You you said that I am formed by you. That I've been created by you. That all things will work for the good of those who believe. I trust you, God. Here it is. You know. He says, you know, Mark 6, 3 says that they said to Jesus, he's just the carpenter's son. He's just that guy. Come on. Mark put it a different way. He said, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary. Have you ever been lower 
Have you ever been diminished? Have you ever been, hallelujah, like told, you know, you're not worthy or I don't see what God said about your life? Did God call you and position you, but now you don't even believe in yourself because of all the words you've been hearing from other people, their opinion matters more than what God said over your life? Who is more valuable, the creator or the person that he created? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you believe he's greater, come on, give him a praise in this building. They said he's, in other words, what they were saying about Jesus, he's nothing special. Nothing special based on his past. I know him. I've seen him build chairs and tables with wood. That's all he knows how to do. Now he's doing miracles. Who is this guy? He don't belong in our inner circle. He doesn't belong in the temple. He's just a carpenter. Come on, somebody. Maybe you were in prison. Maybe you had a story. Maybe you had a terrible past. Maybe you were ex-alcoholic. Maybe whatever you were in the past. And now people define you by your past. Hallelujah. Say, you just this. Hallelujah. And now you're a preacher. And now you're an evangelist. I deny that. I reject that. I don't believe it. Who cares what they believe? I care what God says. You need to care what the Lord says about your life. You're not just the carpenter. You're not just the addict, ex-addict or the ex-drug addicted. No, you are a child of God. Woo, come on. And I believe that Jesus' response was this. A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. You will find that in Matthew 13, 57. Brothers and sisters, Jesus will never reject you. So don't overlook, so don't overlook my anointing based on my past. Don't overlook my calling based on my story. Don't overlook what God is doing now because you don't understand it. Come on, somebody. And this is where I really want to go. Saul's of Tarsus and Paul in Acts chapter 9. On the road to Damascus, he encountered Jesus. And, and, and this man, we all know the story. He was rugged. He was a, a, an assassin because he was protecting what he thought was right. You know, and then he had an encounter with Jesus, and Jesus decides to change his life. And now he's blinded, and he needs direction. But here is Ananias that is receiving a word from God, telling him a revelation. Here's what I have done to Paul, Saul of Tarsus. I need you to go there and pray over his life and bring healing upon his vision so he can see his new direction, so he can see what I'm about to do with this rugged man, with this man with a terrible past that did not understand the kingdom, amen, and what Jesus was all about. And Ananias questioned God at the moment because he didn't understand. So it's okay that sometimes when you see someone that God is doing something great in their life and you want to reject them at the moment maybe you slip and it's okay but you got to come to the spirit of repentance you got to recognize that you know maybe I was wrong you got to humble yourself and say you know I, I messed up by judging this person you know let me give him an opportunity let me hear the voice of God let me see what God is doing with this person let me just go and heal him heal his woman instead of rejecting him instead of criticizing him let me lift him up let me see the plans of God over his life can I get some let me just see what God is doing in this brother's life. I don't understand it. He's a murderer. He's a killer. And now Jesus is telling me to go and pray for him. You don't need to remind God what he did. And you don't need to understand what he did. You need to be obedient. And maybe, hallelujah, you know, maybe you just want to know 
But God doesn't need to tell you. He just wants you to be humble and just go on your mission that he has given you. You know, he, he, he spoke to God as if God was unaware of the situation. How many be speaking to God like he don't know what's happening? Like he lost his mind, like he, 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 he got old timers disease like he he can't remember what he called you to do he can't remember your calling he can't remember your assignment he can't remember who your name the bible says he knows my name come on touch your neighbor he ain't crazy he knows exactly who i am he knows who you are he knows how you've been designed for a mission amen hallelujah but acts chapter 11 9 said but the voice from heaven spoke again do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Do not call unclean what God has cleaned. You see, I have a problem with, with, with some situation that brought about this message. When we reject people that God called from the world, that God pulled out from the world, that God worked so hard in the Holy Spirit to convict them. Some of them have terrible past. Some of them have done things that are terrible. But you know what? The Bible says that the Lord, hallelujah, that all things are made new in Christ Jesus. That the old has gone and the new has come in. That he buries, he, that God himself buries your past in the sea where he himself does not remember. Who are you to remember what I did when God himself doesn't remember? Come on, who are you to bring about my issues and my situation when God said, I'm forgiven by, I am redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am whole in Christ Jesus. So, so when, you, when you are in Christ and you don't give some, a brother or a sister an opportunity to grow and you begin to reject it, you are operating in that spirit of Ananias at that moment where he, he was blinded to the fact that God has changed this man. So he made an assessment and a conclusion that God didn't know what he was doing at that moment. You see, there are people that are coming into ministry that are Paul's. They are, you know, they had terrible past, but God said, you know, I need that ruggedness. I need that boldness from that God. I don't want to change that. You know, God never changed Paul's ruggedness and attitude and how, how he stood firm and, and confronted giants and people and scribes and, and said, no, the Lord changed my mentality. The Lord changed who I am. I'm not longer the same, but I still know how, where I stand in Christ Jesus. You know, so who are, who are we to say no to someone that God said yes to? Who are we as, but you know, when that comes into the church, I have a problem. And I'm speaking to the church body right now. When that comes into the church, you know, because we don't understand, oh, he just got here and God is using him. So what? Thank God you've been sitting here and doing nothing and God got to get somebody to do something that you don't want to do. So he, he, he changes people and it's not about, you know, that what, how they speak and, and, and how they walk, all the past they had, is what God is doing now in their life that matter. You see, when, when God called, you know, sometimes we don't, we, don't, we the gospel doesn't like, the, you know, the gospel doesn't look at your past mistakes. The gospel doesn't judge you, it restores you. The gospel doesn't judge you, it restores you. It just convicts you. You know, Jesus knew exactly who Paul was. And his mission for his life. Saul of Tarsus possessed perfect qualification to be an evangelist. 
He was versed in the Jewish culture and language. He, his upbring, upbringing in Tarsus made him familiar with the Greek language and culture. His, train, his training in Jewish theology helped him connect to the Old Testament of the gospel. You know, and he, he, he was skilled at building tents, and he was a tent maker so he could support himself. He was the perfect candidate for evangelism, and that's why God put the keys of the kingdom on his hands. Come on, somebody, and open more churches than those who spoke. When God brings a person to faith in Jesus Christ, he already knows what he's going to do in that person's life. To serve the kingdom. Sometimes we are slow to understand God's plans over somebody's life. Don't resist what God is doing in someone's life. Help them grow. Push them forward. Because I come to tell you that the same Jesus who rose from the dead that transformed Paul. Paul is working in your life right now in the midst of your mess, in the midst of the situation, in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of racism and everything that's going on as well. God still has a plan for your life and God will never reject you. Reject you, And I need you to hear that over and over and over again because many are saying I'm not worthy. I want to commit suicide. I don't know what to do with my life. No one loves me. The Lord Jesus loves you just the way you are. Come on, Somebody. Hallelujah. Maybe God called you to be an Ananias just to go and send a message. Maybe you're not meant to be the great evangelist and open many churches. Maybe you're just that person that God just wants to send to heal someone and propel them to what God, to the mission that God has for their life. So just go. Maybe your mission is a great mission because without that mission, Paul would not be able to see and be and do and write all the books that he wrote. Maybe you're just that simple person that just believes and say, you know what? Let me give this brother a chance. Let me just go pray over him. Let me give him strength. Let me give him a word of encouragement. Let me give him revelation. Let me give him a new vision, insight, hallelujah, so he can grow. Maybe that's all your mission is. And glory be to God. Or maybe you're poor. That is all, you know, that your mentality maybe is twisted. But God uses that mentality to transform people. All twisted and all, God uses that for his glory. That's the beauty of the whole thing. Hallelujah. That's why we can't judge nobody because God can use you the way you are. You might be, you know, you might walk like this and God, and God is using you with power. And you're like, well, how's that impossible? You might have no education and God doesn't reject you and gives you an anointing that doesn't give the person that went to Harvard. Come on, somebody. Maybe, hallelujah, you can't even talk, but God uses your hands with miracles and wonders. That's why we're one family and all of us together, we will grow and succeed in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time to transition from rejected to accepted. From death to life. From denied to approved. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me today? Hallelujah. Listen, some people reject you just because you shine too much. Some people reject you because you just shine too much. You have too much grace. You have too much favor. You have an oil that they can't stand. Hallelujah. Because they don't know. Hallelujah. They say, oh, look at her and look at him. Oh, look at the way they talk. Look, they just got converted. And look what God is doing. That's right. So what? Uh, thank God Almighty that God just poured over my life and anointing. Instead of hallelujah, rejecting me and rebuking me, how about you celebrating what God is doing in my life? Rejection doesn't mean you ain't good enough. It means that others fail to notice what you carry. 
I'll say that again. Rejection doesn't mean you're not good enough. It's just others fail to notice what you carry in the Lord Jesus. Come on. Or what you have to offer. Rejection is a redirection to something better. Hallelujah. Rejection is a redirection to something better. Have you ever been there that you thought you were going to date that guy, you were going to marry that guy, and God said no, and all, all and I just fell? Hallelujah. And nothing happened. And now you see his life, and you're saying, thank God Almighty he rejected me. Come on, somebody. You advanced and you wanted to marry that guy. And now you're saying, Jesus, he saved me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Rejection is a redirection in the hands of God. Because God is in control. Can I get a witness? Come on, give the Lord a praise if you're aware of this building. Don't stop moving forward in the midst of rejection. Understand that God allows it for a reason. If you are a child of God, he allows it for a reason. The other day, my wife and I were building a pergola in the yard. And it took forever. Like, <laughs> it said seven hours. I think it was seven days. They misspelled that. It said two people, seven hours. And I think it was seven days and ten people. But, you know, we, we did what we had to do. But I remember opening and separating all the screws and everything that they said that we needed to use. So I'm over here separating that because I like to do things in order. And I'm like, you know, she, my daughter's like, come on, let's go. Just put it in. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because then I'm not going to go crazy. So I'm doing all of this. And, and I noticed that one of the long screws that we needed towards the end, one of them, you know, out of the like 18 was bent it, like really bent out of shape. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I hope they gave us an extra one because this one is going to give us a problem. So I said, you know what? I'm going to leave this guy for last. I'm going to leave him for last. So here we are, and we're finishing. And when we almost finished the project, I needed that one last screw to the top. And when we are like, I said, Pastor, pass me the screw. She said, this is the, uh, the last one, the only one we have. And then we noticed, and we both laughed, because when we noticed the pergola was off balance, and it was not aligning up. So we actually needed the screw to be bent in. The only way that screw was going to fit if it had that shape. We just put it in and we just laughed. We like, wow, what we thought was going to give us a headache was actually our blessing. You better watch out that you're rejecting your blessing in the building of the Lord. You better watch out that the final piece that you need, the one that really is going to make it work, even though it's twisted, even though it looks like it's going to give you a nightmare and a headache, it's actually a blessing over your life. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You might be all screwed up, but God has a prophetic plan for your life. You might be all messed up, but there is hope in Jesus. He still needs to use you just the way you are. How many times they have said no to you? Well, God says yes to you tonight. I may not be a T.D. Jakes or a Michael Todd or a Stephen Furtick, but I am a child of God. I am made in the image of the Lord. I am who he says I am. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, give the Lord a praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, stand to your feet with me today. Hallelujah. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. Don't let rejection define you. Let it inspire you. I come to tell you, those who are watching today, Maybe they rejected you because of the color of your skin. 
Maybe you have been rejected because you're uh, Hispanic. Maybe you have been rejected because you were overweight at once. Or maybe you just don't speak well. You stutter. I come to tell you that the Lord's not looking at none of that. He wants to instantly heal your wounds, restore you, and use you for his glory. Pharaoh rejected maybe Moses because Moses stuttered. But look what the Lord did with Moses. Come on, somebody. The Lord used him for in, in a great and mighty way because he said yes to the Lord. In all his issues and problems, he didn't even want to go because he was afraid of being rejected. But God said, just tell him. Just tell him who sent you. Come on, somebody. Just tell him who sent you. You're not going in your name. You're not going in your power. You're going in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I pray that tonight this message not only hits home to you. Hey, you got rejected from your job because of your age or because there was somebody that was younger. Don't cry, man. Believe God. Trust him. Maybe that job wasn't the one he wanted for you. And that was the only way he was going to get you to refocus on him and trust him and allow him to guide you to, the, to that job that will be permanent and that will bring much more blessings over your life. God has a plan. And his plans will never fail. It won't fail in your life today. But I don't want you to live with regrets. I don't want you to live that, you know, with pain of people looking at you weird and awkward. I come to tell you that at TOC, if you're going to be a leader in this church, if you're going to be part of this church, I'm preaching as a pastor, as I'm going to take ownership, me, as a person, the pastor of TOC is not going to reject you. Doesn't matter how you come into this church, it doesn't matter what you carry, what you have, how you look. How rugged, how rough you are around the edges. Maybe about your past. I don't care if you were a murderer. I don't care if you, how did you kill, steal, whatever you did in the past. I know a God and his name is Jesus that is able to forgive you of all your sins and of your past and restore you and heal you. He died on the cross of Calvary to give you life and life in abundance. And who am I as a pastor? Who are we as a church? To say no because we don't understand God's plan in your life. We, going, we are going to say yes. Am I the only one to think that in this building right now? You guys, are, am, I, am, I, am I being too bold here to believe that the people here in this building will, won't look at you like, who are you? You just got here. I don't care. You know, you, you don't look the part. You don't dress like us. No. Let God change people. Let the Holy Spirit bring about hope to people's life. Let us be the bridge. Let us be the beacon. Let us be the light in the midst of darkness. Let us shine the love of Christ over somebody's life. That if another church said no, we're going to say yes. That if somebody else says, I don't love you, I don't need you, we're going to love you in the name of Jesus. We tell you we need you. You matter to us here, and you matter to God, and that's the most important thing. Above our church and everything, and myself, God loves you, and he will never forsake you, and he will never leave you. 
So right where you are, right there, here in this building, if you want to reconcile with the Lord, that if at one point you have rejected somebody, at one point you have not supported somebody or you have not want to embrace somebody because you know their history, you know their past, and now you see the Lord working in them and you can't understand the speed that God is working and you can understand that it's actually, it's actually possible that God is able to do that. I, I pray that you are convicted today to not judge and to not reject anything or to call unclean what God has cleaned or to deny what God has said approved. Let us use let us be let us use wisdom and 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 love and let us operate in peace and let us work together for the kingdom of the Lord. So I pray right now that if you do not have Jesus in your life and would like to give your life to Jesus right where you are, you don't you know, I want to pray for you. It's a simple prayer. All you got to do is just close your eyes and you can whisper this. Maybe if you're shy, Listen, listen, I'm not rejecting you. I will never reject you. Jesus was not going to reject you. He's calling you tonight. He's telling you he loves you the way you are. He's telling you that, that he's the one that's going to help you step by step. Step by step. God is going to take you to the level he needs to take you. That his plans is greater than what's going on in this world for your life. So just say this prayer with me. Father God, tonight I feel redeemed by your blood. I feel accepted after being rejected. I know you died for me now on the cross of Calvary. And that you sympathize with me, that you, you know what I've been through because you went through it, Jesus. So I give you my life, the Lord, because I trust you now. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to wash, to wash me in the blood, in your blood, Jesus, and to write my name in the book of life, and that my name may never be erased from that book. Help me find a church that will love me the way I am. Help me find a church that will embrace me and help me grow, and don't look at my past or all my mistakes, but can see the Lord in me. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. I hope that you received this in your heart and you made this prayer with me. I pray that you find a church where you can connect and grow in your calling just the way you are. As you begin to dive deeper in the Lord, he will begin, he will begin to give you the wisdom that you need, the knowledge, the revelation of the word. He's the one, not the people, God is the one through the Holy Spirit that's going to begin to transform you in his image. Transform your heart to his heart. People may, people may see the outside, but the Lord look at your heart. And I know you want him, and I know you love him, and I know you made mistakes. We all fall short from the glory of God. But we come to his house, and we humble ourselves, and we kneel before the Lord and ask for forgiveness. But what we don't want to do is judge others or reject them because we don't understand the process that they're going through. So I pray this over your life and the church.